Welcome to the Food Therapy Podcast, where we talk honestly and openly about mental health, diet culture, BS, and food freedom. We're your co-hosts. I'm Brittany Modell, owner of Brittany Modell Nutrition and Wellness. And I'm Lauren Sharp, owner of Empower Method Nutrition. We are food freedom registered dietitians who have struggled with mental health, poor body image, and disordered eating behaviors. We are on a mission to dismantle diet culture, normalize conversations around mental health, and empower you as you heal your relationship with food and your body. Let's get talking. Hello, and welcome back to the Food Therapy Podcast. Today, we are going to chat a little bit more about the nutrition side of things. So I know a lot of you guys are, you know, there's a lot of fear coming into intuitive eating and you fear, you know, so many things, right? There's fear of weight gain, there's fear of not being quote unquote healthy anymore. Um, so we just wanted to chat today about how do you actually incorporate nutrition into your intuitive eating journey without it becoming obsessive. Uh, so you can just feel really good and, um, also eat the foods that you love. Yeah. And I think that there's also kind of like two almost like populations that we're talking about. It's the person who just started their intuitive eating journey and how does nutritious food fit into it? Is it something that they should be incorporating? Is it something that they should be paying attention to? I think the whole idea around gentle nutrition, like oftentimes people view it as, well, it's like the 10th and final principle. We don't incorporate until the end, but something Rachel Hartley, um, who authored gentle nutrition and as a dietitian brought up is you incorporate gentle nutrition from day one, because when you are focusing on making sure you're getting enough to eat, like that is gentle nutrition. When you're eating consistently throughout the day, that is gentle nutrition. And so the question is, well, how does, again, like nutritious foods fall into intuitive eating? And I'm curious, you know, Lauren, what you think, but in the beginning, it's this whole um, exploratory way of being. Like you're at the point where you're just getting curious with what foods do I like? You know, what foods make me feel good? What foods are satisfying to me? How can I start to remove some of the food rules? I had a conversation with a client yesterday and she said for the first time, in a really long time, like she had sourdough bread and didn't think about how big the slice was or how thick it was or the fact that she was eating it at all. She just ate it. And so we want to help people get to a place where they're able to neutralize foods. So when they do, you know, incorporate those nutritious foods, there's a certain intention behind it. And that intention is not to control your body size, to manage your weight. It might be, you know, hey, I feel really good when I have vegetables. I feel really good when I incorporate more fiber into my diet. Yeah. And I think a a big part of it is the learning curve aspect to it, right? Like when I first started, I held on to my like obsessiveness with nutrition for a while because I was like, okay, this needs, like, I need to hold on to the healthiness of everything. When in reality, it's like, I kind of had to let, I mean, I fully had to let go of that 
to actually understand what my body needed um, without me trying to micromanage it or control it. So we want to give you guys some like actionable tips in terms of, and like Brittany was saying, like there's two kind of people here. So if you're at the beginning of your journey, gentle nutrition is going to look very different for you than if you've been experimenting with intuitive eating for a year now, right? So if you're at the place where you're like, my relationship with food is honestly killer. I have ditched the food rules. I don't feel guilty. I can keep foods in my house. Like you can check off those things. Then gentle nutrition for you is going to more so include the like higher level, quote unquote, of the gentle nutrition hierarchy, aka like, all right, how are we getting more vegetables? How are we getting more fiber, etc.? Whereas um, the people who are just starting with gentle nutrition, your um, way of incorporating nutrition principles is going to be more focused on, am I getting enough? And maybe that next level, which is balance of micro of macronutrients. So making sure you're getting your carbs, your fats, your protein. So I think today we wanted to cover more so of the like higher level, um, or the, although we can kind of incorporate all of it. Uh, but I think we've talked a little bit about the adequacy. So just to recap the gentle nutrition hierarchy that, uh, Rachel Hartley created the bottom is adequacy. So ensuring that you're eating enough, uh, the next tier is balance, which is balance of macronutrients, carbs, fats, and proteins. Uh, the next one is variety. And then the next one is individual foods. So I think of variety as um, like micronutrients. I think of that as, okay, how am I getting more color into my food, right? So you can see how it's not going to be very beneficial for you to think, oh, how can I add more color to my food? It's not going to do anything if you're not eating enough, right? Like you having five kale salads in a day, isn't going to, you're not, your body's not going to be able to use those nutrients if you're not eating enough in the first place, because your body is like, I don't give a shit about your micronutrients. I'm trying to just keep your organs working. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, so that's the hierarchy. And then individual foods is it's, I struggle to define this one. The best way I can think of it is like, okay, superfoods aren't real. There's no one food that like can keep you alive. Um, there's foods that have more nutrients than others, but individual foods are things like, you know, something like kimchi. Maybe it has additional benefits, like it has probiotics or something like that. Your body, again, is not going to be able to use those probiotics effectively for your gut if you're not eating enough, if you're not eating all of the macronutrients, if you're not, you know, if you're restricting carbs, right? Because probiotics from kimchi aren't going to be beneficial if you're not getting fiber from carbs in the first place, right? So it's kind of a tiered approach of how we're tackling your nutrition. And I think that's why when someone is embarking on the intuitive eating journey, like the first goal is like eating enough. Um, And so, you know, what's interesting with how do you know when you are ready to kind of incorporate nutritious foods back into your diet. I don't know if you've ever, if you experienced this, but when I was recovering and when I was, you know, in the process of healing my relationship with food, I was very turned off by most nutritious foods. I 
used to love salmon and carrots and hummus and all these foods. And maybe I kind of forced myself to eat them. And I was, I felt burnt out on those foods. I couldn't eat them anymore. Actually, I felt like repulsed by them. And it took me like over one to two years to start to actually crave them again. And I remember there was these like random moments where I'm like, oh, I actually really want steamed broccoli or like carrots and hummus sounds really good to me right now. But it's because I allowed myself to eat a whole variety of foods where my body then started to crave some of those, you know, what we consider to be like nutrient dense foods. So do you find that to be your experience at all? Yeah, it's funny because I like, I have to think of other ones, but my main one was oatmeal. I could not eat oatmeal. Yeah. Honestly, until recently. And I was having this conversation actually with one of my clients where I was like, I, because she was saying this, I think she was actually saying it about oatmeal. And she was like, I literally just... like I try to eat it and I can't like I just had there's so much like disordered relationship associated with it that it's kind of like repulsive to me and I was like that's okay honestly there's not much you can do about that at this point in time you just kind of have to let your body like crave it again because when we get these fixations with food and I'm not saying like you know eating the same thing over and over again isn't a pro like I do the same thing now but not from a disordered mindset if that makes sense just because it's easy. Like I don't want to come up with 15 different breakfast ideas every month. But when it has that attachment of like, you have to eat this because it's the only thing that's like approved. Right. That's when I think you start to kind of like get the ick around it. By the way, you may never want to eat some of those foods again. And that's also okay. Like I used to have like, um, like broiled like white fish. And I just wouldn't eat that now. Like I would bake maybe Branzino or something, but some of the things that I used to eat, I have like no interest in having. And that's also totally fine. Like I I do eat a really wide variety of foods. Mm -hmm. So going back to tangible, tangible, actionable steps. Like one of the biggest things that I help clients to really think about is intention. When you are, you know, eating more intuitively, you are trying to neutralize foods. What is the intention behind the food choice? Because if grilled salmon and steamed broccoli, like sounds good to you and like, that's why you're choosing it. Great. Like that sounds delicious, but the intention really matters because if the intention is slipping back into kind of old ways, like, Oh, like i you know, I didn't eat well this weekend or have vacation coming up. So I feel like I should eat quote unquote more clean. So I think intention is really important and something to consider like, well, why am I eating this? Like, why am I choosing to eat this? And if the answer is like, this just sounds good to me, like, it's great. Like, you know, we want people to eat a wide variety of foods. Yeah, I think that's a big misconception. And honestly, a big reason why people stray away from intuitive eating is because you're like, okay, I, what if I just want something that's more nutritious? What if I just want the broccoli and the salmon? Like, I feel like I'm being like told that I can't have those things. And it's like, no, that's not it by any means, at least in my book. And I think Brittany's book, um, 
if you want those things, like there's absolutely no reason to like not have them, but you do have to check yourself because sometimes we lie to ourselves and we're like, Oh, I really do want it. And then you're like, "Mm, did you really though? So as long as it's coming from a place where the intention genuinely is like, honestly, a salad sounds great right now. Or by all means, or also, you know, another intention could be, I'm having trouble going to the bathroom and I want to increase my fiber content because I noticed that when I eat more fruits and vegetables, I go to the bathroom more easily. So that's like another intention, right? It's that's another way of adding in gentle nutrition. You're thinking about, well, how does my body feel? My body tends to feel better when I do have a variety of fruits and vegetables in it and I go to the bathroom more easily. And this could be used for so many different things. Um, But that's, again, notice how the intention is feeling a certain way. It's, you know, foods that your body is craving that sounds good to you, that sounds satisfying. It is not a way to micromanage your body size. And I think that's kind of like the main takeaway is there are many different reasons as to why we eat food. But when we start to eat foods solely for the purpose of changing our bodies, it's something we want to just check in and notice. Yes. So that's basically first actionable item intention, right? Um, Second actionable item, I think... I mean, there's so many things that you could do. And, and it, obviously intuitive eating is is a matter of what works for you. And like you could literally binge our entire podcast and, you know, gather so many tips and tricks and maybe like two or three are the things that you really want to implement and that really work for you. So um, checking the intention behind it. Uh, and also I think another thing is um, ditching the expectation around how you're supposed to eat that healthified quote unquote food, mm-hmm. right? So you should eat vegetables only steamed or yeah. you um, can only cook your fish like plain. You can't add any sauce, right? So are there foods that maybe in the past you have this like ick to, right? Like maybe it's like we were saying oatmeal because you wouldn't allow yourself to put anything on it, right? Like right. you couldn't add any, you know, yeah. fruits, you couldn't add any syrup, like you um, wouldn't allow yourself to get the Quaker maple maple sugar one or whatever it is. Um, so checking yourself too, like maybe it feels daunting to incorporate these foods because you're like, this is just gross. Like I don't want steamed broccoli, right? I personally love a good steamed broccoli with I some salt. Um, I, and I love burnt broccoli. I love like a crispy mm, broccoli. Too. Yes, with like some garlic. Mm, so good. Yes. Um, but it's funny because when I was in my disorder days, I'm like, I don't like that. I hate vegetables. I'm just making myself eat them, you know? Whereas now I'm like, oh, there's no pressure to eat them because I just, I just do, um, because I know I feel good and all the things. Um, it's actually insane. The bachelorette I just went on, like, I mean, all I ate was like pizza and pasta. I did have salmon one night when we went out, which was really good, but I, my digestion that next week, it's actually it's so cool to see like wow okay i i mean was i intuitively eating not necessarily right i was kind of just i mean i guess you could you're going you're being flexible you're going right right like you can sway it that way in the sense of like well i was because it was like convenient and that's what was there but if there had been other options would i have 
chosen those yeah we went out to dinner and they had salmon so i got salmon you know um but it's insane my digestion that it took me like a week to get back to like normal i was like constipated it was not yeah, a good time. no i believe it and i just wanted to go back to the point you made earlier because it's such a good point food doesn't have to look one way and if you don't love vegetables but you love butter like putting butter on your vegetables like they're or you know putting cheese these are tips that we often give to parents when kids are not amenable to eating certain foods it's like well what if you made them taste good like if you put butter on them and some salt or some melted cheese or some sauce or tomato sauce like it doesn't take away from the fact that you're still getting those nutrients it's just making it taste better for you so expanding your idea of what those nutrient dense foods look like and how you can you know, incorporate them into what you're already eating. Yep. So checking your intention, um, too, which also kind of has an intention aspect behind it, but ditching any expectations of how you're supposed to eat that food. Can you add butter? Can you add cheese? Um, is it something that you just genuinely enjoy steamed with a little salt and garlic? Um, and and then, yeah, go ahead. I want to hear your third. No, I was going to ask you what your third was. Oh, I think my third one, and this kind of ties in really nicely to the second one you mentioned, is letting go. Like having compassion for yourself, recognizing this isn't a diet. It does not need to be remotely perfect. And there are going to be weeks where you're going to have a ton of vegetables. And then there are going to be weeks where you literally have no vegetables and just listening to what you want. And I've really noticed that, you know, on weekends, like you mentioned, where it's like very carb focused, like pizza, pasta, I, my body actually does crave like fresh foods. And so we, in order for us to kind of have that balance, we have to let go of the expectations. Like it does not need to be perfect. There is no right or wrong way of, incorporating gentle nutrition, the only way that works is the one that is for you. And so really letting go of that and just giving yourself compassion, being like, you know what, I'm doing the best I can. And how cool is this that I'm even incorporating these foods in a way that I'm not trying to control my body size and notice what sounds good. Notice what feels good for you. Because what we're trying to do is to build new connections to these foods. We're trying to you know, same thing with like exercise or anything else. Like you want to build a new relationship in order to do so. It's really reimagining what that relationship looks like to begin with. Yeah, exactly. So we could give a million more tips on this, but I think that's a good place for you guys to start. So checking the intention to ditching any expectations of how you're supposed to eat that food and then letting it go. And then honestly, like four, I think picking a few foods that you are just, just ask yourself like, okay, what do I like? What foods do I want to try first? Do I want to try and incorporate some arugula into my sandwiches? Like, like it doesn't have to be this big overwhelming thing. So I would just pick a few foods, um, go buy them at the grocery store, see how you can just to tell you like how different preparation is. Plain arugula is so different than arugula with olive oil, fresh squeezed lemon, like Maldon sea salt and Parmesan cheese. Mm -hmm. Cause that's how I love to eat it. 
it is two different foods for me. Like I do just arugula. Like I find me very bitter, but if you can like reduce some of the bitterness by, you know, seasoning it with olive oil, sea salt, lemon, Parmesan cheese, it is so delicious. So getting creative and, you know, it's also okay to not like certain foods. Like there might be foods that regardless of how much butter or oil, you know, cheese, salt on it, you're just not going to like it. Don't force it. There are so many other foods to look at. But if there are foods that you're interested in, like, is there a way to prepare it where it tastes really good? Yeah. Love that. Cool. Well, go ahead and implement guys. I hope this was like an implementable type of episode for you. Let us know what you want to hear. Rate, review, subscribe, all the things. And I hope you guys have a beautiful day. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Food Therapy. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to support our podcast, please subscribe, hit download, and share it with your community. We value your feedback. If you feel inspired, please leave a review. Let us know what you've learned and what you would like to hear next. All information about this episode will be linked in our show notes. New episodes of Food Therapy come out every Sunday, but you can stay connected with Food Therapy all week long by following us on Instagram at Food Therapy Pod. As a disclaimer, this podcast should not replace therapy or working with a registered dietitian. Thank you again, and we'll see you next week.